last week on Discount Heroes. What, what, who are you and what's your purpose? This is the Ladies Plea, owned by Rothspire Incorporated, and you seem to be in illegal possession of this ship. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down. Don't you tell me to calm down! Uh, and I walk up real close to the guy, like right in his face, and I show him a piece of paper. I'll allow you to maintain possession of the lady's plea for the moment. I uh, pull out the stone. Hey, wagon wheel. You hear your own voice from somewhere on the ship. A figure suddenly appears as a tremendous wave of force launches you off the side of the ship. <laughs> jump to help Thrasher. Do it. I jump. So as you are launched off the side of the ship, as you look over. No! All right, I'm going to try to tackle him off the edge of the ship. As you shove him off the ship, his hood falls back. Nox, look, it's Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel, gone. And he's not coming back. You have to kill me, guys. You have to kill me before I kill you. It is a scroll of the spell Detect Thoughts. All right, little buddy. If you're still in there, I'm going to save you. You cast the spell, and your vision goes black. Okay. I get this is D&D, but things are getting really weird. Tonight on Discount Heroes. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a chaotic character and story-driven real play podcast. We're a group of five friends who all known each other for 15 plus years. We've been playing countless hours of questionable D&D, and now we want to share with you the game we love so much. My name is Brent. I'm the DM here. We've got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourself and who you're playing? Player number one right here is Tyler, and I am playing Copes, the Circle of the Stars Druid. Please catch me. I'm about to do a stage dive. This is Dimarok, the Tiefling Bard. I am Jared. I play Thrasher. He's a human barbarian. <laughs> and I am Matt, and I play Nox Longfoot, the gnome wizard. All right, let's go ahead. We've got some stuff that we want to get through, and we want to get through it quickly. Let's just not do it. I've got a short question for you guys. I want to know what your favorite book is that you've read. My favorite book. Couple honorable mentions. Redwall series, grown up. Loved it. My favorite. Read it. Harry Potter as well, of course. Read it. Awesome. I'm a basic bitch. But, as an adult, my favorite book is absolutely Name of the Wind and the King Killer series by Patrick Rothfuss. Highly recommend if you have not read it. And if you have, jump in the Discord because I want to talk about it with you. <laughs> Let's talk about them theories. But if you're not really into it, don't try to talk to him about it. <laughs> I'm a lot. My favorite book has always been the revised edition of the national bestseller, 
Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert B. Cialdini. And it's basically just a book for marketers. And I have to say it is among the most important books written in the last 10 years. Now, Aaron, just out of curiosity, is that your favorite book or is that a book that was next to you? They are both the same thing. All right. And um, that's just checking. It was the closest book when I looked to my right and also amongst my favorites. It's always close to his heart. I've read it many times over and over. That's just the title, though. (laughs) That's what I know about it. Uh, my favorite national book. bestseller influence. Oh God, Here your time go. is up. <laughs> uh, I completely agree with Tyler on all the books he said are great because they are every single one of them. Uh, but my hands down favorite single book is still The Hobbit because that was the bedtime story Dad read to me chapter by chapter when I was a little little kid. Well, I'd also like to say Jared finally agreed with me on something. <laughs> It'll never happen again, at least not recorded. I love Sublime. Dang it. So, um, as the member of our group who reads the most books, um, unfortunately, they're all kids' books. I don't, I don't read books. So I'm going to go with Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss, because that's my kid's favorite book right now. So I read that three or four times a week. That's a good one. <laughs> Is it the rhyming that really gets to you? I had to read it in front of my son's class the other day. Just a group of six-year-olds waiting at me to stumble on one of those words, oh just staring daggers. I was terrified. What about them? They must have been terrified, you monster, just towering <laughs> over them. <laughs> who did they bring in to read us a book? The gentle giant? All right, so... I like all the books that Tyler mentioned. I love The Hobbit as well. It's really my favorite of the the whole. And then Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Probably read that more times when I was growing up than any other book. Harry Potter included. Across all seven books. And then uh, I'm also a big fan of Brandon Sanderson. Mistborn. Stormlight Archives. Shout out to Mistborn. Read it if you haven't. Y'all are a bunch of nerds. Yeah, I bet everybody could have guessed the answers to all the books. <laughs> Let's see. What are the nerdiest books I can think of? What books do D&D players like? I hope Sam never listens to this episode. I really love Mein Kampf. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Did you like his children's book, too? Mein Kampfy Couch? Damn it. I wanted to say it. I know you did. I could see you sneaking up to the mic. <laughs> all right. And following that looks like this episode will be releasing right after thanksgiving so it's another good opportunity to thank some of the people that have supported us we want to bring up well i guess you guys go ahead thank the people thank you people yeah uh, thanks the people are awesome wow so much wait wait for matt he didn't get to go yet oh i have a whole list y'all got 10 minutes right because it takes 10 minutes (laughs) No, I'm thankful for the people that listen. I never shouted out my brother-in-law, John or Johnny, John. I don't know whatever his name is. Whatever <laughs> he goes by nowadays, I can't keep track of it. But uh, he's been with us from the beginning. So, thanks, Johnny. And a special shout out to Catman Jones, the one, the only, most deaf. Yes, this guy is super active on Twitter and our Discord, which you should join as well. Super cool guy. What's the other guy's name? 
Mark D. Smith, the legend from Mississippi. Homie number one and number two. Yes. Also, speaking of that, we have a Discord now, so y'all should check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Check out our link tree and get the link to join the Discord. We'll be in there, all five of us goofing off, telling bad jokes, interacting, answering questions, all the good stuff. So join, come chat us up, and let us know what you think. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah, I'll definitely add it to the description. This will be one of your only chances to really get to talk to us before, you know, there's literally so many people in there that it'll just be too many messages for us. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, we're so popular. (laughs) It's free for right now. Once our group OnlyFans starts, then it'll really (laughs) kick off. Oh, I started that weeks ago. Yeah, my hooves are blowing up. (laughs) My hoof pictures are just going crazy on OnlyFans. (laughs) Especially the vibrating hooves. Right. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) And hey, and while we have your attention, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, um, a proud sponsor. Of- <laughs> no, no, we can't do that. No. We can't do that. For the record, I do have it, though. Is it good? I like it a lot. Works great on my bald, bald head. I use hot wax oh. for both the excitement and the effectiveness. <laughs> I just twist and pull. Ooh, old school. Old school. <laughs> How did y'all manage to get worse every time? I thought we were there. Y'all took it to new places. Don't test me. You're welcome there, Manscaped. This one's on us. (laughs) That one's free, but you're paying for the next one. Manscaped, stop twisting and pulling. (laughs) We got to patent that. Oh, that's right. They didn't pay for the ad, so we can say whatever we want. All right. Let's go ahead. Manscaped, pay us or we'll keep saying shit about you. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, our intrepid adventurers returned to the ship after pillaging what they could and getting damaged by everything that they could. They were quickly approached by a well-dressed figure on Griffinback. An employee of the Rothspire Corporation had apparently come to reclaim the ship on behalf of the company. After a devastating intimidation attempt from Knox and a quick word from Thrasher, the intruder agreed to temporarily relinquish ownership. Their relief was short-lived, however, when they were attacked by the mysterious cloaked figure, sending Thrasher tumbling down to his apparent death. After some tense moments of combat, Knox and Rick found themselves facing the figure alone, the other members overboard, and Rick distracted by another summoned demon gorilla. It really sounds so ridiculous when I have to lay it all out like that. Knox, fearing the worst for his allies, made a desperate attempt and shoved the figure off the ship, wherein they both fell. Knox survived, but the figure lay unconscious on the ground. Seeing his face for the first time, they found that it was their secret ninja friend, Wagon Wheel. Heated words were exchanged among the party, with Copes seeking to fully drink from his bloodlust, but agreeing to leave Wagon Wheel in captivity so they could speak with him once more this proved more difficult than they anticipated as wagon wheels shifted between different personas begging for death one moment and threatening their lives in another rick suggested a plan where they listened to his surface thoughts to gain a better understanding scribing a spell for thrasher to cast and that's where we find ourselves now all right so thrasher you cast the spell you feel words sounds bubbling forth just at the edge of your perception like you're almost hearing something but it's it's just too far away for you to reach 
you struggle trying to open your mind to these sounds that you're hearing when your vision just goes dark. You find yourself standing somewhere, somewhere. What you see around you is difficult for me to explain. You're in darkness, but it's more than that. The darkness has texture. You could almost feel it ebbing and flowing around you, creating inexplicable gradients within the darkness, almost like watching dense clouds shifting from the winds. You spy distant flickering lights far in the distance, shining with the color of torchlight, most of them too far away to be more than barely perceptible pinpricks. Two of them, however, are close enough to see. One to the west bears a slightly different color, a golden flame hanging in the air, burning brilliantly, standing out amongst the other fires you see. And straight ahead of you, a pair of torches sit upon a pedestal within walking distance. You find that most of your personal effects, other than your clothes, are not on you. However, you do see that your axe is still uh, in your axe hole. <laughs> uh. But no pouch, no gold, no potions if you got them. Really, it's just your clothes and the axe. That's all I need, baby. First, I'm just going to call out and see if I get a response. Wagon wheel! Wagon wheel! Your words go out almost noiselessly, seemingly immediately dampened by your oppressive environment. However, you see that the torches that I described blare briefly when you shout. And then as you watch, you see almost like a wave, all of these little distant pinpricks of light brighten for just a moment before fading back to their original brightness. Uh, I think I'll head towards those torches, but I'm going to go ahead and pull my axe out of the axe hole. So which one? pair of torches on a pedestal. Alright, you approach. You see a simple looking wooden pedestal. Two torches sitting on top of it. One seems to be fresh, almost like it was newly lit. The other one burned nearly to a stump. Barely any of it remaining left. And they're just on this pedestal? That's right. I'm gonna take the fresh one. You put your hand on it? Yep. All right, I've been thinking about how I want this to sound. Oh, good. The light flares brightly, and you see immediately illuminated in front of you various structures, walls spring up from the darkness, buildings seemingly assemble themselves in front of you. You find yourself in front of what looks like a fortress shrouded in darkness. It is almost entirely dark, aside from... You see a bright torch atop the tower of the fortress, the tallest tower of the fortress, and you see a much smaller torch burning next to one of the side windows on that tallest tower. You find yourself outside these strange-looking walls and a gate. Is that golden flame still visible to me, or has that been obstructed? It is. You can still see all the other lights that you saw. I'm going to keep the torch in my hand, but walk towards that golden flame. And also still have my axe in the other hand. As you walk closer to it, you see that the golden torchlight hangs seemingly in midair above what looks like a structure with a strange shape. It looks like a giant backpack. 
strangely enough, looks like a building. There's the door on it. But it looks like a backpack. But it looks like a backpack. I'm going in that backpack. You walk up to the door. It's a simple wooden door with a glass window. Hanging in the glass window is a sign that says, Closed due to lack of business. Oh no. Uh, I knock on the door. You immediately hear a cacophony of sounds from within. Things falling to the ground. You hear someone swearing to themselves. After a few moments, you see someone peer through a pair of beady eyes looking out at you. They seem reptilian. Uh, hello, hello? The figure disappears for a moment. You hear some scuttling and shuffling inside before returning, and you see the sign is flipped around, saying open now. I walk in. It's much larger on the inside. You see that the walls are arrayed with various, looks like magical objects, artifacts, different types of swords, amulets, rings, trinkets, potions, ungents, ointments, anything you could think of with a countertop and a gold inlaid countertop with a sign hanging above it and a strange lizard-like figure just barely with its head peeking over the top of the counter. The banner above the countertop reads The Mental Inventory. Hmm. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Mental Inventory. It's been quite a while since we've had a visitor. Hi. Uh, where, where, where am I? What, what is this place? Oh, you don't know? I mean, I know. I just I didn't know if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> this is the realm of the mind. A place no less real than the world you are from. But it exists only within the minds of others. So I'm in Wagon Wheel's head? You are not just in wag, 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 Wagon Wheel, is that a name? Just skip, skip, skip that part. <laughs> you are not just in Wagon Wheel's mind, you are in all minds right now. He gestures towards the window. Each of these little lights here is somebody out there. How do I find my friend? Well, if your friend was near you, it should be the closest place to you. My shop is here, but it is also many other places at once. It has been some time since I have had a visitor. Fewer and fewer people come here. What do you have to sell? Yeah, that depends on what you have to pay. So I, I literally just have my axe and my clothes, right? That's right. Is it my old axe or the... The dope axe. It's the dope axe. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm not trading that. I gesture at my Corpse Volcan band t-shirt that I'm wearing. Mm, this is nice, but this is not the type of currency that I seek. What do you trade in? Gold, valuables, those things have no value here. 
basic currencies of the mind. The results of the bonds you forged, and the events that have transpired in your life. Oh man, what? <laughs> That's a rough one. Yeah, they're. I mean, whew. well, maybe he doesn't have anything to offer. Many people have something to offer. It would be something you've received by the way you've interacted with others, or perhaps the friendships that you formed. Oh my God, friendship mm. points. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> he found a way. <laughs> Are you serious? Brent always finds a way. Are you serious? <laughs> Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> uh, I currently am in possession of two friendship points and one approving nod. Ah, this is good. This is good currency here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love you so much, Brent. You're the best DM ever. <laughs> With this, I can give you... I can give you something. Now, please hear. He gestures to the items on the wall. They exist here, but they do not exist in your world. They are merely memories of power. But you can bring them back. What are they? So... Explain to me how your mind store is going to work, Brad. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I know, I, I've thought about this. It's just hard to explain. Uh, in in a, uh, have an NPC explain it. I know, that's why I'm just asking you to do it. Just think about it. See, this here. And he pulls a sword off, off of one of the shelves. This is a flame tongue weapon. If you were to buy this, you would not take with you a flame tongue weapon, but you would bring with you the power to spring forth a flame at will. Though according to the same rules as the item in the real world. Ah. I see. You can also bring with you things to amplify your powers, your mental faculties, your strength, your resilience. And he gestures to the potions along the shelves. You can buy stat bonuses. Thanks. (laughs) How much are stat bonuses? That is a good idea, Brent. I love it so much, and I'm so angry that I have so many friendship points on other characters that I can't use. <laughs> it is good. I think you missed the opportunity to make the character look like Miss Frizz. Why would she look like Miss Frizz? Because you're touring the inside of the body, have a magic school bus. With the Frizz? No way. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's no, like- I love him. It was just a joke. Aaron hates it. No, I loved it. I just, my joke didn't land. He hates it so much, dude. I've been thinking about it for like five minutes. <laughs> uh, I haven't decided on an exact exchange here. Have you considered how horrible Thrasher's stats are? I know. That's why I want to help you out here. I appreciate it. Give him a referral bonus if he brings his friends. There you go. You are my first customer in quite a while. It's been quite some time. People haven't been visiting here as much as they used to. I'm not sure why. But for you, my friend, as a first-time purchaser, I give you half off on any item that you choose. Mm. 
So we'll say you can trade your friendship points on this first attempt on a one-to-one -one for stat. If you got two friendship points, you can get a plus two to a stat, or a plus one to two stats. Yeah, I would like that. What about my approving nod? Is that also... Yeah, I, I feel like that's a little bit less valuable than a friendship point. That makes sense. So I could give you... I could probably give you something for that. Effective a potion temporarily, something that you could call upon. I think, like, an approving nod, a mischievous grin... Um, Could you get, like, advantage or something? Like a inspiration almost, maybe? Sure, something like that would be good. I really want this to be very open-ended. It's just that, you know, friendship points are the premium currency, and then any kind of thing like approving nod, you know, lascivious glance, all that <laughs> stuff worth, like, a consumable items effect. Hold on, let me Google that to see if you just offended me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even spell it. I love this. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. He thinks we're sexy. Yeah. So if you get a lascivious glance from someone, that could be worth something. So now, now you guys are going to be policing the exact phrases I say when people look at you. No, we're not. I mean, I'm not. You're just. You're going to tell us whether we get a friendship point or not, or a approving nod. I'm playing the game, baby. Yeah, I'll buy two points and whatever you feel like giving me for an approving nod. I'm going to dump them all. Okay. What was this guy's name? He didn't ask it. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't ask mm, D&D standard. All right, I got my two points. What do I get uh, for my approving nod? Say what points you picked and then describe how they like actually affect you. Ooh, I got a better idea. We're going to use the minor ones like gotchas. Like what? Yeah, I love it. Random. Gosh, oh. I'm pumping up my constitution. Pumping up his constitution. I didn't expect him to do that. Well, it pumps my AC too and, uh, you know, more health. So just helps me be a better tank. All right. So just, uh, you could, so you, you asked for those two things. He places a places a bright white potion on the counter. Just drink this, and you will experience your resilience increase. I drank it. Jared, will you please, for the love of God, get this guy's name before you leave? No. <laughs> kind of messed up for you to assume it's a guy. For the other one, he reaches into a bag. I have something here for you. Something I know you will like. And he pulls out a bright red potion that surges with heat. Mm. This here, you still have to drink it here, but its effects will stay with you until you use it. This will allow you to breathe fire. Ooh. So it's essentially a potion of fire breathing? Yeah. No, I'm curious, Brent. Is it like a one-time use, like you would be drinking the potion, or is it become like a skill? So it, if it's the weak currency, then yeah, it's just like a one-time okay. use. But if it's the good currency, then it can be a permanent effect that you take with you. Mm. Out of curiosity, I mean, I already spent my friendship points, but if I get more, how many friendship points would the effects of the Cape of the Montebank be? Uh, we'll, we'll probably just go by rarity. Common items will be like one, uncommon two, rare three, very rare four. Maybe I'll have to scale it up a little bit more than that, but I think Cape of the Montebank is rare, so that would be three. Groovy. I need a belt of giant strength. <laughs> Alright, uh, thanks. 
You you did say he, right? I probably did, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, thanks, man. What's uh what's your name so I can send my buddies your way? Oh, I have no name. I am the result of Well, it's difficult to explain. I am the ancient reptilian brain that resides within us all. Mr. Frizzle it is. I'll talk to you later. You may call me the Okay, Mr. Frizzle, bye. <laughs> and then I leave and start heading towards that building. As you drank the potion, you felt something surge within you, a strength that you didn't know you had, and your HP would increase accordingly. Yay! You get one extra HP per level that you have already. Yay! Yeah, now I'm at 35 total and 15 AC. Now, when, when Aaron goes to spend the bullshit friendship points, or is they going to be like counterfeit or something? I'll, I'll, I'll address that. <laughs> They're going to be counterfeit. All right, so you leave the shop. You see yet again, your torch shines a light, revealing this darkened fortress in front of you. Uh, I head in. Is there a door or a gate? There is a gate. Wrought iron stands about 15 feet tall. Is it already open? It is not. I open it. You tug against the gates. They resist, and you make a... Wisdom saving throw. Mm. Should have went with wisdom. Had to be wisdom, huh? Ten. All right, as you feel a scream pierce through your skull for a brief moment, shattering your concentration, you take nine psychic damage. I assume my health was reset in this mystical world? Uh, it... No. Okay, I'm dead. Oh my god, <laughs> that is such a problem. <laughs> Did you add your new HP? Yep, I had eight left. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, all my items went away. I mean, this is basically a new setting, you know? Let's jump to the other three of you real quick. Oh god. So Thrasher, he cast the spell. It's maybe only been like three seconds since he cast it. And then he just collapses on the ground. You see blood pouring from his ears and nose. Hmm. <laughs> Thrash! Rick, what did you do to him? Rick, what'd you do? Uh, I don't know. That's not what it does normally. He had just cast it. Can y'all help him? Can anybody help him? You're the magic one. Why is this happening, Ox? Is it bad magic? I feel like we need to address this rather than talk about it. Cubs is going to run over and cast Ear Wounds. Thank you. Just roll a death saving throw, Thrasher. You actually have failed one. You don't recover those until you take a long rest. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. They don't reset till you take a long rest, so they build up over the day. So he actually failed one the last game, so if he got a nat one here, he would die. Did he fail one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But I can't heal him before he has to roll one? Yeah, this is more fun. God, if he rolls in that one. Give me a chance to kill somebody. You're trying so hard. Why do you hate me so much? I didn't say you, I said somebody. 18. A stiff wind blows Knox off the ship. Suck it, Brent. (laughs) All right, go ahead and go through your healing then. A D8 plus two. So that's eight health. So Copes runs up and shoves his fingers up his nose to stop the bleeding. <laughs> and I'll clot it for you, bro. And I cast Cure Wound straight into his skull. 
put your fingers up his nose and then sit on him and put your hooves up against his ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I put my other hand in his mouth. <laughs> I just, just <laughs> cure wounds, my boy Thrash. All right, why don't you go ahead and wake up, Thrasher? I. Uh, <laughs> this is some real difficult foley. Hang on, guys. Oh, please. Uh-oh. Oh, you awake! You awake! All right, I unplug. You okay, bro? Oh, send me, send me back in. Send me back in. I gotta get wagon wheel. Trash, you're almost dead, bro. I explained to them everything that just happened in great detail, almost like they just listened to it happen or something. Are you kidding me? A little magic lizard dude has a mind shop in all of our minds? Yeah, Mr. Frizzle. Go check him out. He's in my head? I, I knock on my head. <laughs> Mr. Frizzle? He's in there, man. I try to think real hard. <laughs> um, I would really like... Plenty of empty space up there. I would really like... For a lizard. <laughs> a new whip this year for Christmas. Oh, my God. And I tell him so he'll have one ready for me, I hope. I, I, I don't think he's lizard claws. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. That's cool. But and then what you? So guys, who cares about the shop? Put me back in. I gotta go wagon wheel. Thrash, I don't think you should go back in, bro. You're not looking good when you came out of there. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I definitely did almost die. What do you mean? This spell's just for detecting surface thoughts. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have seen anything. You should have just heard something. Are you calling him a liar? No, this is... This is not what's supposed to have happened. Well, why do I see all that stuff? I... I don't know. Why am I suddenly more constitutional? I'm not sure I can explain why. It's because you're wrong and he went to a magic head store. Thrash, okay, you need to go back, <laughs> but you need some health first. And I'll give you my last health potion. No. Oh. Is he not full health? No, not even close. Well, here's the problem is... If something happens to him again... Yeah, I'll just drop right out. Yeah. Or die. We need to rest, but... He just probably won't die. Oh, we've got Wagon Wheel on here, and he's so evil. Well, we have him tied up. We're not going to sleep. We gotta go back. Should Thrash go back? Can we all go in there? Can you take us with you? We can try. I don't know, guys. This is above my pay grade. Maybe we should ask Braddock. Maybe she knows something about this. All right, guys. Do we all... Should we all kiss? While he says the magic words? Demi? What? Demi? No. Well, just so our lips are touching? No. No. I think we just all read the scroll. Maybe we hold hands in a circle while we do it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Like somewhere in the middle. All right, so we all sit down in a circle around Wagon Wheel's body, holding hands, with the scroll laying on top of him. Well, he has to make another one in any case, but... That's fine. I don't know about this, guys. These scrolls only work for one person. Just do it. And then we stare at him in silence for ten minutes while he makes the new scroll. (laughs) Ten minutes really isn't that long, guys. It's not a big deal. Ten minutes is way longer than I've ever experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I had some kind of potion. (laughs) You sit in a circle around him after the scroll is complete, and we read it together in unison while holding hands 
I want you guys to read out the scroll together. Yeah. Go ahead. For God so loved the world. All it is, all it is. <laughs> no, we gotta come up with something. Do that thing where you guys have to do one word at a time and you're trying to all say the same word. This scroll will take <laughs> us to the lizard frizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's like, what did I do? What did I write up? So bad at this. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The scroll burns up in Thrasher's hands. And once again, Thrasher, you find yourself standing in the darkness alone. I'm alone? Alone. Guys. (laughs) Where are we? Guys. I should have described them before, but you see now around you, there are several torches, very bright. In fact, they're much brighter than the other ones, and they seem oddly familiar to you. I head towards one of the torches. They're all, like, right next to you. I pick one up. Ah! Just roll a... (laughs) Roll... (laughs) Roll a d4. I think I nailed it. Four. What are you thinking about right now, Demrock? This is going to be gross. Nothing. <laughs> you just hear the sound of wind and crickets. No, I was just, I was thinking about how weird that spell was that he wrote. Unlike any spell I've ever heard. You're thinking, there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, this ain't a real spell. Amen. I mean, it sounds nice, but come on. Demi, Demi, are you here? Uh, you don't hear anything, Demrock. Am I still on the ship? You're still on the ship. All of you guys are just sitting there in silence. Maybe, remember I described it seemed like time passed faster in there. Right. So our eyes are still closed there. He can't hear me when I talk at all? He cannot hear you. Am I in, like, another, you know, mind palace thing? I mean, I assume for Demi it's like a, a tent for a festival. Yeah, when you pick up the torch, it reveals a scene in front of you. It illuminates. What is it? What does it illuminate, Demarok? What, is, what does he see? This is when he picks up my torch. Yeah, taken into your mind palace. What's in your mind palace? Um, what's your mind palace look like? It's very wide and open, and it's filled with this technicolored sand, mm. and they're just kind of like alternating pathways and it kind of seems like this low sweeping wind changes the sand as you walk and you can see a pathway defined so you're never really going anywhere but you're always on your way there is a wall around his mind palace as well okay so yeah he can just see into it that's what yeah that's what's beyond the dark walls how tall is his uh, wall 15 feet, just like the other one. I can jump that, right? It's established that Thrash can jump, or dunk, excuse me. Go ahead and give it a shot if you want to try. I'm going to use my axe and, like, knock on the gate. Oh, bang, bang. Demarok, you got a horrible headache suddenly. Oh, oh, that's not rock and roll. It's like a pulsing in your skull with every hit of the axe against the gate. Demi! 
shouting in, into the gate. Uh, my eyes shoot open, and I look at Thrasher, and look around the other two. Am I moving in slow motion, though, right? So how does this work? Is it my thought uh, process? Let's not think too hard about it. Okay, heard. And my hands go to my head. It's banging. It's just ringing inside my head. And Oh, my God. Do you guys feel that? No, Demi, are you okay? No, my head is going to explode. And I'm just, I guess I'm just... Are you still hitting it? What did I see? Did any? Did it, anything happen when I... Nothing. Nothing happened. I'm going to try and open the gate. All right. You place your fingers upon the gate. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, here we go. I'd rather not. Can I not? Oh, three. You take 12 psychic damages. Oh, my God. As a piercing screech emanates. Well, what does it sound like, Demarok? What is the piercing sound that reverberates through his skull? (laughs) You take 12 psychic damage. And I die. (laughs) I did want to give him that potion. We never did it. We're going to send you back in there without full health. That seems stupid. We were trying to all go. Well, how much health do you have? Eight. Let's say you gave him the potion. That's fine. I don't care about retroactively doing that if you were going to do it. Was it a D8, right? If it's the base potion, it's 2D4 plus two. Oh, my God. That's two nat ones. Oh Ten, so uh, I'm still dead. He still dies. So he gets four. So let's go ahead and unretroactively waste that potion. No, that gets you to 12 health, right? No, it doesn't. That gets me to 10 health. It's 2D2 plus two. Yeah, so 4, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He took 12 damage. So, zero. zero. All you had to do was not roll two ones. So you get one action before you pass out again. <laughs> Try to open the damn gate, I guess. Make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> yeah, I know how this yeah, every- works. I ain't happy. 20. Knotted 20. All right, you take half as much damage on a successful save. You take five more damage. It <laughs> doesn't matter at all. But did I open the gate? The gate doesn't budge even a little bit. You want? You can roll a strength check, so yeah, I can tell you how futile it is. Thanks. Is it, can I use athletics? It's strength, pretty much. If you're just busting it open. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. You give it your best go. You feel like you have a good grip. You've got a good firm stance on here. You're struggling through the mental anguish of what sound was it again? I can't do it again. We'll just copy and paste it. And the gate doesn't even budge a little bit. The ringing, it becomes too much, and you pass out. (sighs) All right, so the three of you once again see Thrasher collapse to the ground, blood pouring from his nose and ears yet again. Oh, that was such a stupid idea. Why did we do it again? I don't know, bro. I can't even heal him anymore. I'm out of juice, bros. I'm out of everything. I got nothing. Rick. Rick. Roll one more death saving throw for me, Thrasher. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. 11. Oh. Oh, so you're good. You don't slip closer to death. Braddock, we need help, please. Somebody just stabilize me. Let me sleep. Stabilize me and put me to bed. Uh, I mean, if we don't have anything else, Knox will try to... Uh, I'll help him. I'll help him. I hate using this stuff. So undignified. Just heal him. And he sits on... He sits on you and puts his fingers in your nose and mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
your max is 36, right? The 35. 35, you're healed for 35 hit points. Yay! Ugh. And he shakes his hand off. Oh, I did it again, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thrash, maybe someone else should go in, bro. You seem really bad at this. I feel pretty good now, but also, you know, yeah, maybe. Why didn't we all go? How much blood do you have left in you? I mean, on a, if I was going to make it numerical on a scale of 1 to 35, I have 35. The blood just sucks back up off the boat. <laughs> Can Knox roll an Arcana check to see if he can figure out what the hell's going on? Please. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's a 19. Yes! So, so you know that the Detect Thought spell is really just for detecting surface thoughts. It's really easily circumventable by just keeping your mind blank. They can't really detect any inner motivations or anything like that. This is certainly what happened is beyond the bounds of what the spell should be producing, so something... It's less likely that there's something different about the spell you're casting and more likely that there's something different about him that is causing this to happen. Mm. When you say him, do you mean wagon wheel or do you mean thrash? Wagon wheel. Okay. But based on what he's described to you, it seems like you need something with a little bit more penetration. Detect thoughts is not going to get you into somebody's mind palace. Okay, so I don't know if this spell is quite enough to get us where we need to go. Typically, that's just going to be more more surface-level thoughts. I, I really don't know why you keep getting taken places, Thrasher, but Rick, do you, do you, have any, you don't have any other spells that could get us deeper, do you? Mm, no, no, I don't have anything like that, but Braddock might know something. But what is she doing? Is she drinking tea again? Braddock! I swear. Yeah, <laughs> I try to keep it to one NPC that I have to voice per <laughs> interaction. Right, get up here and also bring Flargle Vods. Get me some X. Rick, can you please? No, no, I gotta go. Actually, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go take a leak if Braddock's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Rick, can you go downstairs and send Braddock up, please? Yeah, and I'll probably chill down there for a minute. Yeah, you need to rest. After a few moments, Braddock comes up. She's finishing a cup of tea. Hey, guys. Long time no see, huh? How was the tea? Oh, it's good. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. We need your help. Uh, what's the deal? Uh, Do you want to just fly through, tell her yeah, everything that's yeah. going on? Yep. Ah. Uh, so you saw into his mind palace, huh? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, is that normal? Do you just know about mind palaces? Uh, I've never been to one, but I've heard that there was such a place. I never really had much interest in going somewhere like that some a place of the mind eh give me my give me my gadgets and my machines that's all i need well can you get us there you know i don't know anything specific that you could use clearly this is something abnormal what's happening here but i do know maybe something that you could use to get there okay spill the tea what <laughs> oh my god well, it's something i left back at my cottage is a little bit too dangerous to carry around with me it's too valuable but i still owe you guys and i'd be willing to let you use it if you wanted it's not gonna exactly solve your problem but what you can do with this thing is nearly limitless so i'm sure you can use it uh that sounds pretty incredible you're just gonna give it to us well i'll I'll want it back 
because it's probably my most valuable possession that I have. We appreciate you offering to give us this incredibly <laughs> powerful thing. Copes, Captain, can you can you take us to, to can you take us to Braddock's hut? Where do you want to go? Braddock's hut. Ugh. Okay. Okay. I can. All right, Copes runs to the wheel. All right, everybody know the drill. Tie in. <laughs> Captain Cubs is a professional at this point, so he's just gonna... I feel like he should have advantage if he's the one doing the takeoff roll. No, I don't have to roll anymore. Oh, okay. No, only on the first attempt at flying do you have to roll. Yeah, so I'm gonna pull it back a little and head us towards our detonation. Detonation. Head us towards our oh, detonation. If that wasn't foreshadowing. <laughs> Head us towards our destination. So right to the detonation. I assume I can still see the mountain. Yeah, you guys aren't very far from it. Okay, I want to exclude all the fanfare and, and head us back. If you can't see something, just go higher. And what is Wagon's Wheel deal? Wagon Wheel's deal. Is he passed out, right? So he's been tied up and gagged. Oh, that's right. We gagged him. We put him in the brig. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to head up a little and head back to the mountain. I want to redose him with some of that spellbane on the trip. I think that's a good idea. We've got him. You know, we've tied his hands up and he's gagged, so we can't cast spells anyway. Now, nah, go ahead, go ahead. You're right. You're right, though. Being extra careful with this is probably not the worst idea. Yeah. So I just light it up again and then get it smoking. Lean down, give him a little. I'll give him a little smoke. <laughs> Where? Uh, right in the nostrils. Yeah, because he's going to try to bite them lips off if you go for it. That's right. I remember that from last time. <laughs> All right, so you blow some smoke. He, he looks pissed. Yeah, I bet he doesn't. But I don't want him to kill us all. When he just magically gets magical again. You make your way to the mountain. You bring it in for a, a nice smooth landing like you're accustomed to at this point. Hovering over the cottage once again. I, uh, someone, uh, someone dismount and I roll over, not roll over, run over and throw one of the rope ladders off the side. Knox will climb down. I'll go down. I follow. You guys head down. You guys didn't get to see the cottage before, but it's a stone brick cottage. The outside is covered with various overlapping metal plates, a chimney, a flume also made out of metal, pumps a nearly constant stream of smoke outside of it. And upon seeing that, Braddock's like, Oh, well, that's not good. Mm. That is not supposed to be making smoke right now. Uh-oh. You think you have some squatters? Uh, I had a had a magma ooze in there. A what? <laughs> Just tell us what we're looking for. It'll be fine. Well, you should look for the magma ooze because it will kill you if you touch it. But it's probably burning stuff in there. It must have just got out or the cottage would be completely up in flames by this point. So I should put on gloves before I pick it up. There's a a safe in the back, a vault. You'll need a particular combination and this key here. And she flips out a key. And I assume you're going to need some resistance to fire or something like that. You're saying this like you're not coming with us. What? Well, this is you guys' thing. To go into your house? Yeah. You want this, don't you? 
I was settled on abandoning this place as soon as I saw it was like this. Seems funny to me. I thought you'd invite us in, have some tea, cook up some pigeon. Please come in, please. She gestures. <laughs> me first. Oh, how how kind. The fire is warm, it looks like. All right. All right, Braddock. <laughs> you're a weird cookie. And I take the key. All right, guys. Um, You ready to go get this treasure? Yeah, let's get in and out as quick as possible. Okay, quick quiz. All right. What's the safe code? To her? I was asking uh, our my group. Anybody? 7439. 7439. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to remember it. Copes was standing on the edge of the airship, and he hears Demi just talking about going in and having tea, and he just throws his hands in the air and walks back on the deck. So you open the door, and flames burst out. There's a conflagration burning inside. Whoa! <laughs> I dodge. Well, I mean, it does not to the point where it's going to hurt anybody. Oh. It's very clear that it is completely full of fire in here. Ghost, put it out. I'm still on the ship. Oh, yeah. Wait, you didn't come down? I did not. Nox, put it out. Also, don't have any spell slots, so that wouldn't be much help. Nox, you're the closest thing we have to a wizard. You need to put this out. Okay, yeah, sounds good. And he does his fable, tie a rope around his waist and hand the other end to Thrasher. Oh, Lord. Uh, if you don't feel me moving, pull me out, I guess. And he goes into the cottage. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm coming in with you. I'm coming with you. You hand Thrasher the rope and you both run in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, each of you roll a perception check when you come in. In addition to that, as soon as you walk in the building, each of you takes two fire damage immediately. I'm down again. <laughs> wow. 18 perception, baby. Where were these rolls earlier? I got a zero for perception. Um, figure that one out. I got a one minus one. So <laughs> uh, This is a weird fire where all the smoke is heavier. So it's just, I imagine a thick layer of smoke on the floor. Pressure, I can't see anything. I'd backpack you, but I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be low in a fire. Well, just pull me. You'll take increasing fire damage the longer you stay in here. Thrasher, you see that along the back corner of one of the walls appears to be a thickly condensed portion of fire. This one is glowing with a bright orange intensity. It looks like it's the magma ooze. Do I see some way to, like, cut it off? Uh, you see just fire oozing from the thing constantly. But no, no. Everything that would have been used to block something off in this building is burning currently. I don't have any spells or anything. <laughs> I just hit stuff. Yeah, neither do I. You don't have any spells? I have one spell slot. Can't you create water? No. Looks like you guys are surprised <sighs> you're getting burned when you ran into a burning building. Yeah, I also got to kind of where's, agree with that. <laughs> where's the back room? Drash, do you see it? It looks like it's back there. Do I see it? Yeah, you can see the vault exactly where Demarok's pointing in the back corner. I drag Copes, or excuse me, Knox with me to the back room. Hey, while they're doing that, do I see a window near that vault or anything? So there are windows on the cottage, but all of them are barred. Covered in thick glass. I'm not going to try to go through that. You probably can't see it all into it because of the fire and smoke. Oh, sure. I just keep watching. Each of you takes five fire damage as you delve further into the flames. Brent, be gentle. <laughs> you go up to the vault. 
You're just like the dog saying, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> the vault must have been a typical gray steel color. Now has a faint orange luminosity to it. Okay, I do have one question before we continue. It's a little bit of a retroactive thing. Demi said he took the key, but can we say we got the key from Demi since he didn't come in the building? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, because I don't want you to be like, oh, you don't. I was going to hand it to you, but it got got away from me. Yeah, no, I was just, if you're staying out front, you're holding the rope. All right, Thrash, just, this looks like the safe. I open it. All right, you put the key in. These are kind of tense circumstances, so make a roll to input the code correctly. Oh, my God. I picture, like, Fry, Futurama, like, missing the button yeah. on the first attempt. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> what role is this? Dexterity's good. Probably athletics, right? Uh, constitution actually is good for this, too, to maintain your composure here. I'll take it. <laughs> is it. Can I make it a saving throw? Uh, it was worth a try. Five. <laughs> You watch him enter the code incorrectly, Knox. Thrasher, you didn't get one of the numbers right, man. Not one. He just does one, 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 one. <laughs> you do it, man. All right, pick me up. I pick him up. <laughs> All right, I'm putting the code in correctly this time. Cubs is going to scurry down the ladder because it doesn't seem to be going well in there. That's a 10. And that's good enough to enter the code. You each take eight fire damage <clears throat> as the heat gains in intensity. You look over and you see the ooze beginning to slide from its corner and move towards you, spreading its flame further and further with each oozing step. Okay. Open the safe. You pop open the safe and you see that it is full of a bunch of looks like junk. It's tons of little knickknacks and objects. You can't tell what's valuable and what's not. How big's the safe? Probably two by two. But it is literally glowing because it's so hot right some of the objects maybe they were papers or something or clearly have already burned up but there are a few scattered knickknacks of potions that are bubbling some shattered glass bottles from what must have been potions that got overheated start shoving stuff in my bag so you quickly gather everything up and then what and then we boogie yeah I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna scream out to Demi and say Demi pull (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about the rope. <laughs> and I start pulling on the rope that's been in the burning building for several minutes. <laughs> Seconds. That's true. Seconds. What happens when I pull on this rope, Brent? I give it a big old yank. <laughs> Man, you pull that rope so easily towards you. You've got you've got a forty a forty six foot rope. For just a second I think about <laughs> I think about how strong I feel and I realize it comes out with nothing. Uh, guys, uh, come, we'll just run to the sound of my voice. And I start making a sound, and it sounds like... Thrasher <laughs> <laughs> cringes a little bit. <laughs> How much psychic damage does he take? <laughs> <laughs> no psychic damage, but you guys take eight more fire damage as you leave the burning building. As Thrasher runs out of the burning building holding the limp, lifeless <laughs> Nox. Oh, did you go down? I did. All right, yeah, I'm carrying him. I'm cradling him like a baby. And as I walk out of the house, I'm just screaming, myself, Why do all my gnome buddies die? <laughs> <laughs> Is he dead again? No! And I run over, it's like, oh, man, I'm, 
I can't do anything. Thrasher, what do we do? I stabilize him. Medicine check. Oh, great. 11. So you stabilize him, Thrasher. You put out the, the fire that's burning him still a little bit. <laughs> that was a good idea, Thrasher. We should at least put him out. Let's just get him back to the ship. Yeah, you guys were just standing around him. He's just burning. You're like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What am I supposed to do in this situation? Did you guys get the cool magical item? Boy, I hope so, man. I got a bag full of crap. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the really cool secret item. We're going to find out. Just go get up there and talk to Brad. All right, we scurry back up then. As you guys are climbing the rope back up, as you look down upon the cottage, now it's more completely caught up in flames. You see that magma ooze. It is slowly oozing out of the door and spreading flames as it crawls along the mountain. Guys, we have to stop this. We cannot leave here like this. I don't know. He looks kind of cute from up here. Just squirming along all hot and fiery. Just get out of here, man. Let's go. We cannot just get out of here. Says the man who just sat on the ship. You know, no one told you to run into a burning building. You could have tried anything else before just running it. Here, let me give you this. You see a, a little squirrel monster wander by. The magma ooze whips out a little gout of ooze, and the squirrel monster explodes in a gout of flame. No, no, I go, I'm going down. <laughs> we can't leave this mountain, y'all, to be completely consumed by this magma ooze. It'll be fine. It won't be. Cobes, what do you think? What, how do we kill a magma ooze? I don't know. We try harder than not doing anything. I have a whip. Do you have any kitty litter? I have the power of rock and roll. Try it. I mean, fuck, dude. It's going to kill the whole mountain. But I have no <laughs> spell slots left, so I just start banging on my chest. And hum a little song. I have two level two spell slots. Nothing's happening, Copes. Can we put it on our to-do list? Stop magma ooze. Might have to. Someone can roll a knowledge check to know about magma oozes if you like. Braddock, what is that thing? Tell us how to stop it. Oh, nat 20. You know all about magma oozes. So, like all oozes, it's completely blind, but it has some kind of otherworldly sense where it can just detect things within 60 feet of it. You know that they're pretty strong, but they're very slow. But a magma ooze in particular is very dangerous. Just touching it makes you take up to 12 fire damage. And what's the magma ooze's motivation? To catch more things on fire than itself. Right, 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 right. So we're up in the air. Can we see a body of water nearby at all? There is a little river, remember, that ran along the side of the mountain heading towards the water. Right. You know that normally they're only conjured to this plane. You wouldn't typically find one, but they may be found around volcanoes on occasion or other hot or warm places. You know that they never approach water. How far are we from the river? So they never approach it. You're probably decently far, but we can hand wave whatever we want. I mean, we have a grappling hook. Copes, that's the coolest thing you've ever said. Yes. We could grapple it and dunk it in the river. Yeah, let's let's dunk this baddie. So you also know... Uh-oh. 
that any non-magical items, weapons used to attack it or touch it are going to obviously take fire damage and can be completely destroyed by <sighs> touching it. You know what? As soon as we said that idea, I remembered that <laughs> any non-magical or regular items could just burn up. So it might just eat through the chain. What happens if we bu- dump a bunch of tea on it? I look at Braddock. Uh, I've been making tea for like the last three episodes, so I got so much tea. Do you have like a bucket of tea? I got a lot of tea, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go dump a bunch of tea on it. <laughs> Coach, you need to stay out of sixty foot if you can. That thing can just whip you quick. You're on a ship in the air. Yeah, I don't think it'll be hard. I'm just letting you know. You look like the forest fire crews. The ship's just flying back and forth, dumping cups of tea on it. Right. That's what... (laughs) (laughs) The British are coming. The British are coming. I mean, Copes is not going to leave this thing on the mountain burning. Braddock comes up with a keg of tea that she's been brewing for the past day. What if we hang Flargo Buns off the rope like we did and have him dump tea on it? (laughs) That... Is another great idea. You're just full of them today. <laughs> Has Fargo Buns just been standing around the top of the ship? No, he can't come up until Braddock goes down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm actually kind of, I have some stuff I got to do today. Uh, busy cleaning the ship and making sure everything's looking good. Fargo Buns, you got one thing to do today, and I got it right here, buddy. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> I tie a rope to the side. Is that rope still tied to the side that he was tied onto? Yeah. All right, I tie it to him and hand him a bucket of tea. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> slowly lower him over the side. Okay. How high are we above him? Probably, I don't know, like 40 feet. Okay, so we, we don't have to drop him far. No. So you lower him down, he's got the bucket. That's a good tea pun. He, he says... Hello and good chai. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh gray. Extra hot. Oh, you about to teabag this magma monster? <laughs> he drops the bucket on of tea on it. It quickly flares up in a burst of steam, sending the steam cloud upward, and when the, the steam clears you see that the magma ooze has hardened and blackened and it is not moving. We won't see him for an ooh long time. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I I uh. Oh, tea you later. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna haul Largo up. Say, Dude, that was a great job. You're about to earn a new title, I think. So really, I think so. Feel like you should. You s- that comes with better pay. I mean pay. No, but you did something really gnarly. I did? You did. I'm a hero? We gotta get a good tea. What's a good tea pun for a title? CEO, but the C stands for chamomile. (laughs) T-E-O. T-E-O is pretty good. (laughs) I'm unconscious, so. Oh, that's right. I was wondering why you weren't saying anything. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I'm currently tucking Knox into a bed right now, and I'm just kind of sobbing to myself, like, where do all my little buddies go down? <laughs> I bend down and I say, Flargo Buns, you're now the TEO, the T Enforcement Officer. And I pin a little tea bag to his, his little 
vest. Does he have a vest? He has a vest? He's got a vest. I love it. Pin it to him. He looks proud. He should be proud, buddy. Yeah, by murdering that innocent fire creature. You saved a whole mountain today. In fact, you're home. That's just what he does, bro. Yeah, the innocent fire creatures are setting fire to every other creature on the mountain. Oh! <laughs> and he stands tall. He's like, well, I guess it's no more cleaning duty for flargo buns. And he walks off proudly. He just walks off the ship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll tell him later. Yeah, just let him have this, bro. <laughs> okay, well, now that we've done that, you think we should save Knox's life again? <laughs> Is he stable? He's stable. Maybe we just let him rest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm out of healing spells, is all I'm saying. As far as I know, I don't have anything either. All right, Knox is safely tucked into his bed. And I come up and, and I just dump all the stuff out of my bag. He starts rifling through the object. Oh, I'm glad you brought everything. She opens up a small leather pouch. Good thing that this didn't burn up. I'd hate for it to get damaged. It looks like a, a pair of brooches with an inlaid crystal in each one. A clear inlaid crystal. Nah, that's awful. We gotta come up with something better. Yeah, I don't really like that. And she holds it up. This here is one of the rarest items on this planet here. It's much too long of a story to tell you how I got this one, so we're not even gonna address it. <laughs> this here is a spell binder. You can implant two spells in this and use it to create a completely new magical item. Attuned with the effects of each spell combined and more. Whoa. When you create this, you choose an object to be enchanted and you attach these to that object, holding the intent of what the product of the two spells will be. It doesn't always work, but... The possibilities with this thing are nearly limitless. So you could have, like, a puppy, and you could make it fly and breathe fire? I mean, if you did a transmutation spell or something, you'd also have to surgically implant these things into it, but... Uh, I'm not very good with magic. I never get this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm sure you could use this to do whatever it is you need to do to, to get into his mind. You just need the right couple of spells and the right intent and the right object to implant it into. That sounds like something Knox really would like. Hmm, too bad he's sleeping. I'm trying to think of how to use it appropriately. So what do you say, guys? You up for a tumble in Wagon Wheel's mind? No, that's no good. What do you think? I don't think it's bad. That's not bad. What do you say, guys? You up for forcibly inserting yourselves into someone's mind? (laughs) not of course we are me too we have a podcast (laughs) me too what do you think matt i don't care i'm dead oh shit (laughs) i don't know if i fully understand what the item is basically you can just pick two spells say you picked fireball and uh, magic missile Fire missile. You put those spells in there, and then you attached it to a crossbow, something like that, with the intent of creating something that shoots fiery magic missiles out of it. You could do that. 
Okay. It's really completely up in the air what you can create with this item. I mean, it's going to be crazy whatever you guys do. And you gave this to us. So we could use, like, detect thoughts and... Fireball. Something else on an ice pick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then drive it into Wagon Wheel's forehead. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Are you still trying to kill Wagon Wheel? You're still trying to kill Wagon Wheel, aren't you? Just saying, you could. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Some of you want to do an outro? And by that, of course, I mean Brent. You are now the lava monster. (laughs) 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 Uh, Can anybody translate lava monster? Look, (laughs) the only person that could translate the lava monster would be the reptilian voice in its own head. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, we need. Yeah. Maybe you should do it as the lava monster with the reptilian voice translating for us. How many voices can you do at once? <laughs> I'll do the lava monster for you. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I'll do the lava monster. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know why that was the funniest fucking thing that I've heard in weeks. (laughs) I can't do it. Hi there, friends. It is I, the nameless one which resides in all of your minds. I think they called me Mr. Frizzle for some reason. Thank you for listening to this episode. I have implanted it directly into your mind for your listening pleasure it will remain there until i remove it and i shall continue to do so every thursday for the next 100 years <laughs> you can find us on twitter at the dh cast i shall make sure you never forget this and as always thank you for listening to discount heroes where questionable results are always guaranteed Yes. That was pretty good. I love that. That was great. That was good.